Hello listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Southern Fried Football. On this week's episode, we take a look at the top matchups and predict the biggest upsets of the upcoming college football weekend. We will finish this show with teams we low-key don't want to play in our two-minute drill. You are listening to Southern Fried Football. Brock, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm excited to get week five behind us. Um, lots of good games. Not as much as last week, but uh, some big games to highlight. Uh, I know there's some get back for your, for your team this week. Yes, sir. Revenge week. Dark mode this week. Dark mode. I know uh, Alabama goes on the road. Milrow's first trip on the road because he didn't play in South Florida. So mm-hmm. I think this is his first trip on the road, if I don't if I ain't mistaken yet, because Texas and then Middle Tennessee. Arkansas last year. Okay. But he, he this did, year. He didn't start, though, did he? No, he came in, but yeah, yeah. No, he came in, so this is his first yeah. start on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, curious to see how he does. I'm not going to the game. I could, but I can't put up with the cowbell. Um, but yeah. let's get into it, dude. Let's get right into it. We'll skip Thursday. And we'll jump into Friday. Um, starting <laughs> off at 6 o'clock, we got Louisville, 4-0, going to NC State, who's 3-1. That's at 6 o'clock. Um, I think NC State takes pride in their defense, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not so sure who Louisville's played, so I'm going to rock with the hometown Wolfpack. Uh, who you got? Yeah, so boring Dave Doran. Uh, he loves his defense there at NC State. But I kind of like Louisville. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jake Plummer has had a really good year so far. Uh, over 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns this year. Like you were alluding to, they haven't played the best competition. Uh, I know in ACC played, uh, they're 2-0. and That's because they played Boston College and Georgia Tech. But uh, they are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. In this spot, I do think their offense should overcome NC State and their defense. I'm aware their one loss was to a really good Notre Dame team, and there was the weird weather delay and all that went on there. Uh, but I think I'll take the Cardinals in this one, especially being a Friday night game as a or yeah Friday night game as opposed to uh, Saturday night or something like that. Okay, I, I can see why you took them. Um, I'm not super positive in my pick, but I like the hometown hometown team um, and their defense is pretty solid. But let's jump down to the big game on on Friday. Um, number ten Utah traveling to number nineteen Oregon State. That game's at 8 o'clock, and Oregon State's a three-point favorite. I believe Oregon State's coming off a loss to um, Washington State Washington State, 38-35 last week. However, I think Oregon State gets it done this week. Um, I like DJ to go off this week. Um, he hasn't had a bad season. Uh, 828 yards, seven touchdowns, three interceptions. But I think this is going to be a big game for him, so I'm going with the Beavers. I know you're a big Beaver guy too, but I don't know who you're going with this week. Yeah, so last week, Oregon State disappointed me. They got behind the eight ball very quickly. Uh, Cameron Ward there at Washington State was able to carve them up. 
did some really good things with uh, stopping the run game, uh, which is Oregon State's bread and butter. And, and Utah last week, we saw them only giving up seven points uh, at home. So because of that, I'm going to go with the Beavers. Um, the three-point favorite right now, the home favorite, uh, I, I just trust too much what this offense is capable of. And despite how good of a defense Utah is, and I think they're top three, top five defense in the country. I don't know if I trust what we saw last week because I think what we saw last week was a true freshman going on the road uh, and playing his first road game in, in a Pac-12 game versus Utah. Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily what DJ Uyunglele brings in experience. Uh, so give me the Beavers at home for Friday night. I like it. I like it. Um, I'll definitely be tuning into that game. Uh, but also, the late game that night, we got Cincinnati going to BYU. That game's at 9-15. Cincinnati's a two-point favorite. However, I think I'm going to rock with the Cougars, BYU Cougars on this one. Yeah, a little cat fight. You got the Bearcats and the Cougars. Um, just for a second, how much in NIL do you think Keaton Slovis has made in his career? This is what, like his fourth or fifth school? Yeah, he was <laughs> at Pitt, wasn't he? He was at Pitt. He was at USC. Uh, I, feel, I know there's another team at some point there. Him and, uh, what's his name? Daniel, JT Daniels. Yeah. What a what a journeyman career for both of them, starting out at USC, and now they're, one's at Rice, one's at BYU. Uh, this is a game, I'm not sure why Cincinnati's two-point favorite. BYU has looked really good. Last week, I, I guess they lost to Kansas, so maybe that's why. Cincinnati's getting a little bit of the value here. Uh, I just like teams at home most of the time, and this is going to be a time where I like them at home. Uh, Cincinnati was not impressive to me against Oklahoma. I'm, I think Oklahoma's a pretty good team, but I don't think they're going to be one of the top teams contending for a playoff spot at the end of the year. So give me the Cougars in this one, and I'm just going to ride the arm of Keaton Slovis. All right, I like it. Let's jump to Saturday. Um, lots of big matchups for our team Saturday. Um, also some, some big games in other conferences. Um, so we'll, we picked six games, as usual, to highlight. So we're going to jump past those and then come back to those at the end. But let's start off with number six, Penn State, uh, at 11 a.m., taking on Northwestern at Northwestern. Penn State's a 27-point favorite. And I think Penn State gets it done this week. Uh, another question in my mind. Yeah, I think it's a repeat of last week. Um, I think they shut out Northwestern. I think they put up a big number against them, and that's that. All right. Um, we did not highlight this as one of our big games, so we're going to hit it now. But this is a, a game I'm going to be watching. Uh, number 22, Florida, going to Kroger Field um, Kentucky to take on Kentucky Wildcats at 11. Kentucky's a one-point favorite. Um, thoughts on this? Yeah, I know all Kentucky fans are going to be offended. We didn't uh, keep this highlighted as a big game, but it is a big game for uh, the Commonwealth of Kentucky and Kroger Field. Uh, I do expect those fans to come out and be ruckus uh, as much as they can uh, in that stadium. And right now, I think I like Kentucky to win. Uh, I know... I can't remember if it was on the podcast or just a side. I, I remember talking with you, I believe, about how teams who are favored and are unranked 
playing a ranked road team, if that made sense, follow them out at all. Have like a really good record uh, in, in these types of games. So I do think Kentucky is favored. I think they're favored for a reason. I think of the two quarterbacks, I think I trust Leary more than I trust Graham Mertz. Um, just looking at his track record in the ACC, way more impressive than what Graham Mertz has in the Big Ten. I think Florida definitely has the better weapons. But at the end of the day, I can see this game looking like that Utah game did for Florida. I think Kentucky has a really good defense. I think they can shut them down and get this dub. Okay, I like it. I am actually going to rock with Kentucky as well. Um, one of my best friends is a Kentucky fan. That's got nothing to do with it. But I just think, like you said, Kentucky's defense will show up. Fans will show up. Um, I know some 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 people from Kentucky. I've had experiences with people from Kentucky. Not going to go into all that. Um, and they throw the most unexpected stuff at you all the time. So uh, expect Kentucky to come out here, guns blazing. I know I saw their coach. Um, he was asked, Stoops. yeah, Stoops. He was asking an interview. Do you think people will get up for this uh, early game? He's like, I think they'll wake up and throw some beers back. <laughs> I would totally agree. Um, I think Kentucky gets it done. Uh, Hatch ain't gonna like me for this pick, but he can get over it. Kentucky by ten or more. Ooh, so, by ten. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm rocking with the Wildcats. Um, anything else you want to say on that before we move on? Can't think of anything good about either of them, so we better move on. All right. Um, do you think this game? Do you think the winner of this game will have any uh, chance at the East? It's hard for me to predict either of these teams eventually beating Georgia, so I'm going to say no. I do think they can influence that. Who wins the East? Just because I think they're all capable of beating. The, or of being the second best team in the East, uh, yeah, and making somebody who think they should be second or third in the preseason actually be like fourth or fifth in the East. No, okay, I like it. This is for sure a big game in the East. Um, definitely a lot on the line for both of these teams if they want to have their name in contention for winning mm-hmm. the East. All right, let's move along to another big game that not many people are, are highlighting, but Texas A&M going to able to take on the Razorbacks of Arkansas. Um, that's at 11 a.m. Takes a and a six-and-a-half point favorite. Brock, can you hit the breaking news alarm? All right, breaking news. Let's hear it. Woo, 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 woo. Connor Weigman will be out this game as he will be out the rest of the season. Uh, so A&M, new starting quarterback versus K.J. Daniels. K.J. Jefferson. Jefferson. I don't know where Daniels come from. Uh, KJ Jefferson, Arkansas. Arkansas fans say he doesn't get enough respect, obviously, because I just proved the point because I didn't know, I couldn't think of his last name. Arkansas right now is about a touchdown point uh, underdog in this one. After seeing what they did against LSU last week, I am highly inclined to lean with Arkansas in this one, and I think I'm going to. Uh, don't get me wrong, Max Johnson, LSU transfer. He came in last week against uh, Auburn. Looked pretty good. Uh, but that was a home game. Uh, you know, you already had that game, I think, in the bag at that point when Johnson came in. He may have put up another score or two. But uh, I, I think Arkansas has been punched in the mouth enough where 
they have to respond. And I think being in Jerry's world, this would be the perfect time to respond with the win against A&M and a new quarterback. Okay, yeah, I said it was in favor. I take that back because I forgot it is at Jerry World. Um, however, that does not change my pick. I'm going with the Razorbacks as well. Um, and I think they went on the road to LSU last week and gave them a game. So it wasn't mm. even – so they, they were capable of playing on the road. Um, and I like, I like Arkansas. I like K.J. Jefferson. I think they get it done. I'll say this. I think they're capable of keeping it close. Can they win? Depends if clock management got better over the week. Yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. Um, hopefully we don't see that happen again. But I'm curious to see how this game plays out. Definitely be watching that at 11. Uh, another game at 11 that I will have my eyes on. So many games at 11. I know, dude. Uh, this one taking place in the ACC. Clemson traveling to Syracuse. Uh, this is on ABC. Clemson's a six and a half point favorite. However... I am telling you right now, I'm rocking with the big orange this week. Um, they're both orange, but <laughs> the bigger orange. I'm, yeah, the bigger orange. I'm going with the Q's. Um, I like Schrader. Um, he's slinging it. That is, uh, he is Garrett Schrader, right? Mm-hmm. Um, six touchdowns on the year, three interceptions, 972 yards. Um, I think Syracuse gets it done. I really do. Yeah, not only doing it in the air, but also doing it on the ground. Uh, Leads his team in rushing, has another six touchdowns on the ground. Isn't it just cool that they get to play in the Carrier Dome for football and basketball? I, like that's that's on the bucket list. One of the stadiums I got to go to at some point. I'd love to go for both sports, but besides the point, give me the Tigers. Give me the ti- the Tigers have been counted down and out, and I think Dabo did say it best this week in his press conference when he said they're only a handful. Plays away from being undefeated. You know, if you make that field goal last week, you know, you're back in the ACC contention. You're back in playoff contention. Uh, if you, you know, plan on winning out the rest of your schedule. Look back at that Duke game. You know, they were able to march down the field on Duke. Uh, not very easy, but they were capable of doing it and punching in a couple scores. But they fumbled or threw an interception in the red zone too many times. I think Clemson's a really good team. I'm afraid of falling into the same trap I did last year with Syracuse and them actually being a paper tiger. Give me Clemson because they got something to prove. And I think they do it Saturday in Syracuse. Definitely going to be a fun game to watch. Um, I'm curious to see how Clemson responds with two losses now that you would think playoff contentions are out. But you never know in a crazy college football world. So we'll see how that game goes, but I'm going to rock with the Q's. Um, let's jump down to 2.30. I know I'm skipping Arizona State, California. I'm not. It's hot. Yeah, I'm just going to skip that one. Um, number one, Georgia has a real game. I, th- I believe this is a real game. I know Auburn's not a great team, but it's not a UAB. Um, they're traveling between the hedges um, to go to Auburn. To uh, the Plains. Yeah, to the Plains. Jordan Hare. Lots can go, lots can happen in Jordan Hare. Um, trust me, I know. Um, Georgia's a 14.5 point favorite. I don't like this line at all. I think Hugh Freeze and Auburn are going to dial it up and keep it close. What'd you say? 14.5? Yeah, that's what it says on ESPN. I don't okay. know if that's what it's got on the Yeah, yeah, that's what I got. Um, but I think Auburn keeps it close and has a chance to win. I don't know if they will, but I think it's a lot closer than 14.5. I thought I heard you say four and a half, and I was no, no, fourteen. Tempted to hop on that. <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> this is a game that doesn't make sense to be close. So I think Auburn might keep it close. You know? <laughs> uh, Auburn has looked absolutely atrocious on offense. I think Georgia is starting to figure out what their run game has potential to be. And Bronk Bowers is yet to really break out this year. I thought he was going to be potential Heisman candidate. You need a quarterback for that, though. You do need a quarterback for that. Uh, as long as that quarterback's not getting the Heisman attention. Mm-hmm. It makes too much sense to say Georgia's going to blow it out. I do think Georgia wins. I don't think Auburn's capable of upsetting them. But I do think... Auburn might throw the whole kitchen sink at them this week. Uh, absolutely open up that playbook. I think there's only two teams they would do that for. That's Georgia and Alabama. And uh, I think you can do enough now to where you still – it feels like you still have something to fight for just being 0-1 in the SEC, 3-1 overall, where if you wait to do that against Alabama, you're just doing it to ruin their season, and it's really hard to motivate at that point. Last year, I'm trying to think, oh, I guess we didn't really see Auburn do too much. Last year, we did see an A&M team beat an LSU team, which I didn't think was should have happened towards the end of the year. So crazy things are capable of happening. Uh, like I said, I think this could be maybe a one or two possession game, like seven or ten points, but uh, I'm only with Georgia to take care of business. Uh, but Auburn to keep it. Closer than the 14 and a half. All right. Um, moving along, number two, Michigan travels to Nebraska. Um, Michigan's a 17-point favorite. That's on Fox Network at 230. I'm rolling with Michigan, but I'm not sure if they cover the spread. I think this is this will be a game like every other Michigan game. I think there's a legitimate chance where they shut out the opponent and they hang up about 31 points or so, and that's about it for the game. So I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I think they will shut down Nebraska. Uh, doesn't look like there's a high demand for tickets <clears throat> can get in for 31. Uh, so just give me Michigan. I think they uh, shut out Nebraska <clears throat> in this one. All right. Um, I'd agree there. Um, next game, 230, number 24, Kansas, traveling to number three, Texas. Texas is a 16.5-point favorite. Curious to see if Kansas and Daniels can do anything, but I'm going to have to go with Ewers and Texas and Sarkeesian's offense. Yeah, last week I thought going on the road, Texas could maybe uh, be in a close game against them, but they just took care of business. I think they're a team on a mission. Uh, I think their mission is making the playoffs and then eventually winning a national championship this year. And I don't think Kansas is going to be a team that can stop them. I, excuse me. I will say this could be a trap game. Very well could be for the Oklahoma next week. Red River rivalry, Red River shootout. That's what we refer it to here. Uh, Red River shootout next week. Texas, Oklahoma, Texas State Fair. Would love to attend one day. Uh, probably not this year, though. Um that's got to be on Texas' mind. That's got to be on Sarkeesian's mind. I know last year you took care of business, absolutely killed them. But they're still probably your biggest rival, if not one of your biggest rivals. And 
with how they've been looking this year, definitely wanting to make sure you're prepared for them. So, do I think they overlook Kansas in this game? Not completely, but I think Kansas can keep it about a 10-point game as opposed to a, a three-possession game. Uh, so, give me Texas to win, maybe by about 10 points. <clears throat> All right, I like it. Um, moving down, 230 as well. Indiana going to Maryland. Maryland's 4-0. I'm going with Maryland. I like uh, Talia Tungavaloa, however you pronounce it. I know I'm a Bama guy. I just called him Tua, though. Um, Maryland's 14-point favorite. I'd agree. I think that's about right. Maryland has some fluky type games, but they they they've won all the games they should have. Being four and zero, they they played teams worse than them. <clears throat> I like them to win again here. I do think Indiana could play some decent defense, but uh, yeah, give me the Terps. All right, jumping down to the three o'clock slot, we got number twenty three Missouri going to Vanderbilt. Missouri's a thirteen and a half point favorite. And I like the Tigers. I'm going Missouri uh, to get it done. Yeah, I'm not sure Vanderbilt has a pulse this year. Uh, I know they're Clark Lee is working on building the best program in the country, but I don't think they're quite there yet this year. All right. Um, quickly, I'll hit Boise State Memphis. That's at 3 o'clock on ESPN2. Memphis, three and a half point favorite. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Tigers again of Memphis this time, though. I think I'll take <clears throat> Boise in this one. Uh so if you did the promotional whatever that Memphis did at the beginning of the year, um, your ticket should be covered for this one. So it was like the pay seventy bucks for Bethune Cookman, then every home game they win, uh, or every time they win a home game, you get to come to the next home game free. So they should have a decent crowd there just off of that alone. But I like Boise State on the road, uh, despite how good Memphis offense has been. I think Boise has a defense similar enough to Missouri where they can slow them down and win this game. All right. Um, jump it down. We'll skip the big ones. Like I said, we'll come back to that one. Let's look at number nine, Oregon, going to Stanford. That's on Pac-12 Network at 530. Oregon's a 27-point favorite. I'd agree with that as well. I think Bo Nix puts up some more numbers um, to help his Heisman race in Oregon. The Ducks get it done. I think it could be more. I think they could beat them by, like, 35 after what we saw last week. I don't think Stanford's on the same level as Colorado. No. Uh, Slightly different style because they're going to be more focused on being a physical run-the-ball type team, slow the game down. But, yeah, I think Oregon obliterates them in this one. All right. Uh, At 6 o'clock, we got Iowa State going to number 14, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a 20-point favorite. I'm going with Oklahoma can't recall exactly how much they put up last week. Iowa State may have figured out how offense is supposed to work. Uh, They finally beat Oklahoma State, another team who's struggling to figure out how offense is supposed to work. Uh, So I can see this being a decently high-scoring game, only because Oklahoma's probably going to put up 40 to 50 points, and I think Iowa State might be able to put up in the teens or 20s. So look for something like that. Dylan Gabriel's having a very quiet good year uh over 1200 yards 12 touchdowns in four games so far only one pick uh so give me oklahoma and i think they take care of business win by three three possessions or more all right uh jumping down real quick troy taking on georgia state at georgia state georgia state's 4-0 on espn plus one point favorite georgia state is however 
I can't go against my home Trojans. As bad as they've looked, they hung in with JMU. They only lost by two against James Madison. Uh, they were in the game with Kansas State for a few few minutes. Um, and then they beat Western Kentucky last week. So I'm going to go with Troy by a field goal. This one's hard to say. Just because Georgia State's looked so good. And they're only a one-point favorite at home. Uh, I know Troy has played good in all their games. You know, give or take Kansas State. But Georgia State's looked really good this year. They put up very big numbers. I'm afraid they can just outscore Troy, despite how good Troy's defense has been. So I think this is going to be the one time, one time, one and done. I want to pick against Troy. Give me the uh, Georgia State. All right. I respect it. Um, we'll, we'll skip that one. We'll go to Michigan State-Iowa. That's at 630 at Iowa. Iowa's a 12-point favorite. I'd agree. I think Iowa gets it done with all the ruckus and chaos going around at Michigan State. Over, under, set at 36.5. That is very low. Uh, we saw Washington come to East Lansing and hold Michigan State to, I think, 7 of course, they put up like 40 or something themselves. Don't think I was capable of putting up that big of a number. I think they're capable of winning by two possessions or more in this one, though. Uh, I was definitely going to have to put up a lot of points after being shut out last week if they want to keep Brian Ferentz. So, uh, give me Iowa uh, to put up, put up as much points as physically possible for them. All right. They put up plus 20, you think? I'm gonna say they put up thirty. I'll I'll put it at twenty seven. Twenty seven. All right. We'll do that. All right. Uh, jump down seven o'clock slot. West Virginia traveling to TCU. Who you got this pick? Uh, TCU is a twelve and a half point favorite. I will say that. It's TCU coming off a game. <clears throat> excuse me against SMU. Big rivalry game. Uh, won the skillet. Brought it back home. West Virginia coming off that game against uh, it was they lost to Penn State, but then they beat Texas Tech last week. Texas Tech last week at home. Maybe West Virginia's just best at home, but I kind of like them to win this game uh, just because I haven't been impressed at all with TCU this year. Despite their one loss being Colorado, they just haven't impressed me, and, and I think because of that. I want to take West Virginia in this one as an upset, twelve and a half point dog. Give me the Mountaineers. They play. They're playing a very inspired brand of football, especially after how they took care of business against Pitt. Uh, just made me see how those players haven't given up yet on uh, Neil Brown out there. So I, I, give me the Mountaineers. I upset like of the week. I like it. I like it. I will agree with you, the Mountaineers. Um, not as confident. It's not my lock in upset. But I like the I like the Mountaineers to get it done to improve to four and one. Um, San Diego State going to Air Force. Air Force four and zero. Air Force is a ten and a half point favorite. That's at seven. I'm gonna go with Air Force. I reckon I'll go with Air Force. They've just looked too dominant on the ground. I don't know if there's any group of five schools that can slow them down. All right. Um, jumping down, we have. Number seven, Washington, going to Arizona. That's at 9 o'clock. Arizona's 3-1, Washington's 4-0. Washington's an 18-and-a-half point favorite. Who you got? 
can't spell spell Washington without the word wagon. Give me give me the Huskies. All right, you can't spell Washington without the W either. So I think they're going to get it done. Um, and then Nevada, old four, going to number twenty five Fresno State. Fresno State's a twenty four and a half point favorite. That's at nine thirty. They're that big a favorite for a reason. Give me the Bulldogs. I like it. All right, let's get to the big games this week. Uh, not that those weren't big, but the ones we want to highlight. Um, I think we already hit Utah, Oregon State, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Didn't we? I, I forgot that was one of our big ones. That's my <laughs> fault. Um, all right, so let's start off with number eight, USC, traveling to Boulder, Colorado, to take on um, – I don't know – what what they're what they're feeling right now? A Colorado team that had momentum, had hype until last week when they totally got derailed by Oregon. But Dion back at home, you know they they don't lose at home, in, according to him. That's at eleven. What, thoughts on this game? I I think Colorado hangs in for a little bit. I think they can put up points on USC. I don't think USC has defense. However, I'm not picking them. So surely. After game last week, hearing about it on the media and all that, surely Colorado is taking that personal, right? You think? You would think so, uh, especially with the coach and all that there. So I think this is a game where Colorado could potentially put up some points. Last week we saw them go on the road to Oregon, a really good defense, a really good crowd, good stadium, and they just weren't able to do it. I don't put all of that on like Shadur Sanders or anything being you know incompetent to make the plays just because we see him do some incredible stuff earlier this year. I think playing at home is going to help them. Uh, I will say USC has a good D-line, so that worries me a little bit in terms of Colorado trying to keep it close within three possessions or so. Uh, USC didn't look too inspired last week when they were playing Arizona State. Yeah, probably more mo- mostly a thing of them feeling like they were just in control the whole way. But uh, I think I'm gonna take Colorado in this one. It'll be 10 local time, so it'll be 9 a.m. for USC playing in this game. Crazy. I don't know if their players are gonna be ready to wake up and play in front of a crowd there at Folsom Field. So I think I'm going to take Colorado, uh, but I think they lose by about two possessions. Okay. Okay, I like it. Um, Let's jump down to number 13, LSU, traveling to number 20, Ole Miss. Um, This is my upset for the week. I'm taking Ole Miss. LSU is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but I think Lane Kiffin and the Rebels get it done this week, especially after how LSU looked last week at home. Um... I think Ole Miss bounces back from the loss against Alabama. And I think they make a statement right here. I feel like both teams are a little disappointed right now. Uh, you know, with LSU undefeated in the SEC, but you know you played too close with Arkansas last week. You, you know you can't have that kind of game again. Ole Miss definitely disappointed coming off a loss uh, at Alabama where – you look like you forgot to play football in the second half. I do like teams who play at home coming off a loss. Typically. I think I'm going to go with LSU in this one. Um, I will say this. 
Ole Miss has the key to beating LSU in uh, dark. I think he is. Uh, that style of quarterback is a kryptonite for them so far, just because LSU's defense has not looked good whatsoever. Uh, it's going to be a game of, I think, I think it'll be a very high scoring game. I think it'll be a game of two quarterbacks see who's the better on Saturday, Jackson Dart or Jalen Daniels. I think that's what this one comes down to. In the end, I'm going to trust Jaden Daniels just a little bit more than Jackson's Dart, Jackson Dart. Even though at one point I was quoted as saying Jackson Dart was the best quarterback in the conference, that's good and all, but it's not a good quarterback conference, so it doesn't take much. So give me the Tigers on the road in this one. But as I alluded to, I guess last week, I'm all for chaos. So if Ole Miss beats LSU, LSU beats Bama later this year, have the three-way tie for first if they win out the rest of the way, I wouldn't be upset at that either. All right, I, I said this was my upset for the week. That's my honorable mention upset. I want to clarify that. But I do have Ole Miss winning this game. Um, let's jump to my upset for this week. Lock it in. Okay. Number 11, Notre Dame, traveling to Duke. Or number 17, Duke. That's at 630. Um, Notre Dame is a six-point favorite. Scratch that. Just scratch that. All right, the Blue Devils, they're not losing at home. All right, I'm just going to tell you that right now. Especially after how Notre Dame looked last week, I'm just I, I just have a question for for Notre Dame. Are they playing ten players this week? Are they playing nine? Like what what, what are we doing? Are we playing eleven <laughs> like we're supposed to? Um, are are we gonna actually blitz on third third and long when you could end the game? Um, I think Duke beats them. I think Riley Leonard has a day, and I think low key Riley Leonard slides his name in as a dark horse Heisman this week. If you win this game, definitely deserve to be in that conversation. So I got a question. I know you're a big Duke basketball guy. Got the Cameron Crazies. Uh, Duke football, Wallace Wade Stadiums. We got any Wallace Wade Wackies or anything like that for the student section you're aware of? Not to my knowledge, dude. I know this sounds super bandwagonish, but I really don't even keep up with much Duke football. Uh, I'm a big Bama football guy, as y'all as y'all know, and then obviously big Duke basketball fan. Um, Fanatic, I'd even say. Um, also, big, like the Patriots, the Lakers, the Yankees. <laughs> no, 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 no. I promise I'm not a bandwagon. I was there when Duke <laughs> lost to Mercer Lehigh, Tennessee last year. Been through the rough stretch. I haven't really been through the rough stretch with Alabama just because I don't remember much. Been, been, there's been bumps, but yeah. um, for sure. Anyway, not a bandwagon, but I do think Duke gets it done this week. Yeah, I don't want to distract too much. Um,. Duke has looked really, really good this year. I don't think there's been a game where they've struggled yet. This could be the first game where they show signs of struggle. I think it all comes down to what they can do in the red zone and what they can do on offense. Ohio State was only able to put up 17 points in that game last week, only three in the first half. If Duke is capable of putting up more points than that, I think they got a really good chance of winning this game. If they're capable of making Notre Dame uh, commit turnovers in the red zone like they did against Clemson. I think they got a chance of blowing them out. I will say, I think I trust Sam Hartman a little bit more than I trust Riley Leonard. But Riley Leonard, what we call him, Vanilla Vic after week one, uh-huh. it's hard to go against that guy. I think, I think this comes down to a field goal. Uh, I think it'll be. Maybe not quite as dramatic as it was last week for Notre Dame. 
screw it, man. Give you the Blue Devils. I'll ride with you. I like it. I like it. And let me let me just set up a, a beautiful painting real quick. Okay. Duke wins this game. All right. Handles business next week at home for NC State. Okay. Third week of October rolls around. We have Alabama, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We have Duke, Florida State. Oh. Duke upsets Florida State. And are they a playoff team now? They're definitely top ten. I would put them fringe top five at that point. Like, if, if Duke can get past Notre Dame and Florida State. It's just ACC championship at that point. Yeah, exactly. And then handle the rivalry game with North Carolina. Yeah. Because it's at Chapel Hill. Um, but this is big. I mean, I don't think I've ever been looking at Duke football and thinking playoffs. Mike, Mike Elko effect is real. But it all starts, or it all doesn't start here. It's already started, but a lot of it plays in a factor here this week. And like I said, I think we're, we're rocking with Duke. All right, let's get into our teams. Um, how do you want to do it? I know Alabama's the late game, but I feel like I always go last. Would you like to go last this week, save the Tennessee game? I think it's a little bigger storyline than Alabama-Mississippi State. Not that I think you're all going to lose, but let's talk number 12, Alabama, traveling to Starkville to take on Mississippi State Bulldogs. Um, this this at a weird time, 8 o'clock. Um, ESPN. Yep, I believe so. Uh, I will double check. Give me one second. Yeah. It's ESPN. Okay, ESPN, 8 o'clock. I was going to go, but I don't want to go at 8 o'clock, I'll be honest with you, and I don't want to hear the cowbell. Um it's a long drive, win or lose. Yeah, really. Yeah, not a win situation. No. Uh, Alabama's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. I think uh, Millwall comes out, has a game. I think our defense shows out again. Um, and I think we win. I think we win by three touchdowns or more. Um, however, haven't seen Milro on the road starting a game yet. So I'm curious to see how he looks. But if the play calling on offense is legit, we – we don't have many penalties, and our defense shows up. I feel very good about this game. I haven't felt very comfortable about any game this year, hardly. Um, but this one I feel comfortable for. Maybe I'm mistaken, um, but I like Alabama to win by three touchdowns or more. Your thoughts, Cook? Alabama's defense looked really good this year, uh, in my opinion. I think they're one of the better defenses out there. I feel like for a game like this, you really only got to prepare for, you know, certain types of play. That's pass uh, against Mississippi State. Pass game defense, it's not what cost you, but that's where you gave up your points against Texas uh, with Ewers throwing those deep balls, uh, finding his men down the field. I don't obviously. I don't think Mississippi State's quite on level as Texas is. I don't think they got that kind of wide receiver room or tight end. I do think Will Rogers is a really good quarterback. That being said, I think I'm going to take the tide in this one. I think similar to what you're saying, uh, I can see it being a three possession game. Uh, I, I think if South Carolina is capable of beating Mississippi State, I'm pretty confident Alabama is capable of handling them despite it being on the road. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the environment could uh, play a factor for Milrow at times, uh, but I don't think it's going to be anything overwhelming for him. Uh, 
I think Alabama gets the job done. You know, maybe a uh, you know, thirty-eight, seventeen game, something like that. Uh, I'll take the time. I like that. I was, that's what I was thinking, 38-14 on those lines. Um, but I'm curious to see how we do under pressure or in a different environment. Um, all right, let's talk South Carolina traveling to Knoxville, to Neyland, to take on number 21, Tennessee, at 630. Uh, that's on SEC Network. Tennessee's a 12-point favorite. However, I'm going to say one time, we all remember the game last year. Um so this is a revenge game for Tennessee. Um, I'm gonna let you give your thoughts, and then I mean I'm rocking with Tennessee. That's what I'm going with. Not sure how to expect this game to go, um, but I, I like the Volunteers to win it. So like you just said, everybody remembers the game from last year, and I think the team that remembers it and remembers what it meant uh, negatively the most is Tennessee. Last year, at this point, you were nine and one going in this game. You had South Carolina on the road, Vanderbilt on the road, and then you got to sit and watch the SEC championship going on as you got ready to pop the champagne for your first playoff berth, and that didn't happen. Yeah, you know, part of that, yeah, seeing Hinnon go down. So sad to see uh, ACL injury for him, uh, but him him missing that game wasn't the reason we lost. We we got beat that night, and I think that the players who are still on this team from last year know that. I know the coach and staff remembers that, um, and even in addition to that, I know the fans remember that as well. Uh, whenever South Carolina and Tennessee play, it seemed like whenever we're at South Carolina, it's always a night game. But when it's at Tennessee, it's always a day game. So this being at 6.30 at night uh, is a nice change of pace as what we're used to seeing. Um, mentioned already, it's going to be the blackout game. Shouldn't. I think it's already a sellout game. Um, I expect that crowd to be ruckus. I expect that crowd to be very reminiscent of Ole Miss 2021 Lane Kiffin's arrival. I don't know if we'll see any mustard bottles or golf balls this time, but I do expect this crowd to be borderline dangerous. Uh, Because of that, one more thing I want to mention about the crowd. Typically, Vegas gives a home team advantage of uh, three points towards your team's favorite on the spread. What I've heard on the radio out of Knoxville is that bookmakers are giving Tennessee about four and a half to five and a half points for being the uh, home team in this one because they think the home field advantage will play that big of a role in this game. Uh, Things to note, South Carolina has seven offensive linemen who are going to be missing this game. They're going to be missing their wide receiver two in uh, Juice Wells. Uh, However, they will have Spencer Rattler, and they're going to have Xavier Leggett, two of the better players in the SEC so far this year. I think as of this point, I think Rattler has been the best quarterback in the conference so far. As much as that pains me to say, he's done a really good job uh, ever since that Tennessee game last year. But I think think it's going to be hard to win 2-11 on when you're on the road. Um, Despite what Xavier Leggett's capable of doing, 
I think if you play a safety deep on his side of the ball and then a cornerback on him, uh, I think you can win the game that way. Uh, I think I don't know if Tennessee's going to quite cover the 12-point spread. I do think this will be uh, more than a seven-point game, though. Uh, so give me the balls in a win. Get the mojo back in your sails as you go into the bye week and prepare for A&M. Uh, I'm going to predict 38-24 balls. No, 38-27 balls. Final answer. Okay, I like it. I like it. So some big games this week, especially for our teams. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. We ready for the two-minute drill? Let's do it. All right. Um, give me two teams, some low-key teams, so not in the top 15, that you don't want to see on a Saturday. All right, so... I'm going to go as low-key as I possibly can. First team I'm going to say is a fairly new member to the FBS. So new that they are not allowed to play in bowl games, not allowed to play in the college football playoff if they went undefeated. That's the James Madison Dukes. James Madison back in the day in the FCS, they've won a couple championships and titles there. Uh, however, since they've made the change to – uh, Power 5, or not Power 5, the no, FBS system, they've looked really, really good. I don't know if you've been able to keep up with them, but they have a very stingy, nasty defense, and that's not anything I want this Tennessee team playing right now. Uh, I think these uh, these Dukes, they've beat several FBS teams over the past two years. I know Virginia being one of them. I think they beat Virginia Tech maybe last year, something like that. Uh, so far this year, outside of that Virginia win, uh, there's been a couple other games where they've kind of just blown out their competition. Uh, so one of my low-key teams is going to be James Madison. I'll let you do one before I do my <clears throat> other. All right, I didn't go as low-key as that. However, that's a solid, solid team. Um, my low-key first team is uh, Missouri. They are ranked now uh, 4-0, I believe. Um, and the reason I picked Missouri is because people at the beginning of the year people didn't expect Missouri to be anything. At least I didn't. Um, and then we see them beat Kansas State on a 61-yard field goal. We've seen them win against teams like Memphis. Um, they have a big test coming up here in a few weeks with LSU coming into um, Missouri. They have Bandy this week. I mean, yes, it's a it's your typical SEC team, um, mid SEC team. But however, they look pretty solid to me. Now this year they have LSU at home, Tennessee at home, and Florida at home. So we'll see what they do with that. But Missouri is a solid team in my opinion, and I would not want to see them on a Saturday. <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately, we gotta play them this year. Uh, I guess <clears throat> as we do every year. But um, yeah, Missouri is gonna be a. a it's a team where we put up 60 points past two times we played them. I don't think we're going to do that this year. If we do, I think they're going to have close to that same number. Uh, my second low-key team I do not want to see on a Saturday, especially if this Saturday is going to be in the middle of the season. That's going to be 
name name your one uh, name your pick any of the service academies navy army air force all run that triple option you don't want to take a week out of your year to play that you don't want to have to prep for that in the middle of the season that's just got trap game written all over it whether it's home or away um right now this year we're seeing uh army start out three and one air force four and oh navy i believe two and one got to play notre dame in that first game didn't look that great uh but i mean honestly you know do you want to be known as a team that has to beat up on america's troops I don't want to be that guy. I'd rather I, I salute the troops, and uh, I don't I don't uh, want to beat the troops. So I don't want the Tennessee's playing service academies. No, I like that. I like that. That's a solid, solid low key team or teams. Um, my next one or last one, not super low key either. ACC team um, got a big game this week. It's the Syracuse Orange, the Big Orange. Um, I guarantee you. Clemson does not want to be going to Syracuse right now. No, and if you look at last year's game, I believe it was close. Mm-hmm. Um, Syracuse had a chance to win, and Syracuse is 4-0, I believe, this year. They look solid. Garrett Schrader's on, on his game right now. And this team this team could catch fire, and they could go a long ways. ACC's pretty deep, if you think about it, with Duke, North Carolina, Florida State, Syracuse, and then Clemson, even, even though they're 2-2, and they're not a bad team. Very top-heavy, but very good top. Yes, no, for sure. Uh, so Syracuse is my last one. So, yeah, so lots of lots of games to look forward to. Lots of possible upsets. Um, any any last comments on week five before we get into it? Go balls. Go balls. Roll tide. Uh, hopefully, we can drown out that cow cowbell really quick and it not even play a factor. So. Um, Yeah, let's see what week five has in store for us, and we'll catch you on next episode. We'll see that.